Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show Coming to you not quite live From Hewlett Long Island, New York. Hope everybody's doing okay out there. I don't know. I'm I'm just confused. I'm sitting out here. I have nothing prepared, by the way. This will be, as some people uh, may kind of... Uh, shout out to Colin. Colin says maybe it's like a Patreon show. This could be like a Patreon show. Uh, I am going to dive in a little bit more in the, I guess, in the realm of cruising that I normally do on some of the Patreons. But, hey, listen, here we go. I don't... Uh, I don't know. I have so much mixed feelings and mixed emotions. Now, you guys know, as we've talked about, unless you're new, then you don't know. And if you are new, check it out. Hang in there for a minute because what they tell you, the word on the streets, if you read the tea leaves, they'll tell you that this is a little bit of an acquired taste. And this is not necessarily. So what we're calling this basically is a hiatus without being a hiatus. So I'm trying to make sure I check in. I'm trying to make sure I stay relevant. But at the same time, you know, between, you know, just being in a, in a, in a, in a place of just, I guess, overall confusion. And I don't want to, it's not depression. It's just like confusion when it comes to cruising. I don't know where we are. I don't know which way is up, which way is down. It seems like, listen, he, listen, let's ultimately say we're happy, okay? We're cruising. Matt Hodgeberg uh, does a great show, Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, and he said it on his show the other day. Like He was like, you know, it can be frustrating with the cancellations. It can be frustrating with the changes in policy and things like that, but the truth is, guys, we the hardest part is over. We're back. We're cruising. You know what? Even if there are hiatuses going forward, I don't, I'm not talking about the podcast. I'm talking about cruising itself. You know, who knows what that entails? Who knows if they're permanent, if they're, you know, we broke the ice. The hardest thing we had to do is already done, which is get back to cruising. Now, the one thing I will say, and you know, this is with all due respect, not to any of the vloggers need my respect or anything or any of the people out there, the content creators, if you might want to say or call it that. I just wish, you know, I know we have to come up with something to say most days. I just wish we weren't counting these cases anymore. We talked about that having a zero uh, solution, a, 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 a non Having cruise ships that were were going to have, all right, let me back up. Having cruise ships that did not have COVID-19 at all on them was just not a realistic thing. I think we all knew that. So anytime, you know, we get a new YouTube video pops up about this many cases on that ship or that many cases on this ship and, you know, I don't know, I guess... I'm mixed about it because I'm like, yeah, I know there's going to be cases out there. I know there's going to be COVID-19 cases out there. I just feel like some of the, you know, throwing it down, stuffing it down your throat and, you know, 
having these, um, what would you say, these thumbnails of like, okay, you know, how new cases, this cases, crew cases, crew cases, non-crew cases, these people, 20, 25, 23, 22, all these people are infected and they were vaccinated and they were tested. And I know as, a, as someone who has a cruise booked and is hoping to get back to see ASAP, you know, I would, I don't know. But here I say that I might be a little hypocritical because you know what? I'm not creating content every day. And when you have to create content every day, it makes sense that, you know, you got to report what's out there and the big stories of the day. And that's it. But I guess I'm just mean for the overall good of the industry trying to get back to see. We all know there's going to be cases. We all know that uh, a, a, a zero tolerance to COVID overall is not realistic so i'm just like uh, can we just like i don't want to see i'd rather see i'd rather watch the vlogs and big news big big news man uh some of the and i have to say the vloggers and yeah i'm talking a lot about the vloggers but it is what it is because um i just can't help it this is what this is what we're talking about and this is what's out there and i have to say to them great job overall because the most of the bloggers and the uh creators have done a great job jumping right back into the mix into cruising and uh, i couldn't be happier about that i'm stuck at a, a job that you know requires me to work 60 70 hours a week you know it was sometimes more and i'm not able to get on a cruise right now i'm also in the northeast portion of the country where you know you can't just jump on a quick ship and do a getaway cruise or anything like that so i'm not in a position where i can jump on these cruises and all these vloggers will go jay from the ship life obviously doug parker uh you know uh tony for lalita loca and you know john from uh the the ship show they went on a cruise together which was absolutely hilarious and um you know all of them out there uh everybody everybody um who you also had um uh uh i i know i'm forgetting some of them i know i'm forgetting some of them i can't name them all whatever it is but i will say the um power dj crew i don't necessarily uh for whatever reason and it's nothing personal the content has not necessarily been front and center on my radar all the time you can't watch everything guys obviously you guys know that you can't see everything there's going to be some pieces of content that 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 are lost on you but uh the para dj i've heard then i've heard of them and i've seen them come up sometimes in the feeds i know they're in some of the chats so i know they got i got they got content they create cruise content and unfortunately they put a heartfelt video together they was they were right in the mix too they were jumping on all these cruises they were on this cruise that cruise and they run they ran right back into the swing of things until um the uh the the female member of Power DJ, I'm so sorry. I don't freaking know name. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It's a man and a wife. They do a nice show. I enjoy the show. The woman, the wife, has uh. And please don't disrespect. Uh, I just, I just, I'm not. I don't know his name. I don't know her name. I don't know either one of their names. I know they're Power DJ, and they're all over the map. They're all over the place. They do a nice show, and the woman got COVID. And uh, they put a good video together. I thought they put a, a brave video together. Now it's COVID, and I think they were vaccinated, so I think she's good. Everything's fine, so it's not necessarily any situations where um, you know there were symptoms, but they were moderate symptoms, moderate to mild symptoms. It seemed like, but I appreciate them for going out there and kind of doing the video. And I guess from a creator standpoint, being the first 
set of creators to have that experience her having direct covid and him having to i guess be uh you know have, have his wife and pretty remarkable that uh, one had it and the other one didn't so that's pretty crazy i guess but they put a good video out there explaining what the experience was like and what happens once you're on board and the quarantine process and um you know it was heartfelt it was she got emotional and rightly so totally i just appreciated that video but like i appreciated all of them uh Jay from the Ship Life put a real nice video out there, a couple of nice vlogs out there. Man, that guy's <laughs> you see that guy with the break dancing and the that guy puts on a show. I think he was solo cruising, I think, if I'm not mistaken. If he wasn't, he did have if he had somebody with him, they weren't necessarily part of the video at all. But this guy just hopped up on the ship and he's a former crew member, as you guys probably know if you're familiar with the ship life. He just ran out there and, you know, he ran the nightclub. He would just stop and break dance at any point of the of the day brought a lot of charisma a lot of enthusiasm made a lot of friends on the ship and that looked like a really really good time and you know of course we're not comparing to uh we're not comparing watching videos of people cruising to actually being on a cruise ship uh but i will say when you are sitting there and you're watching people who you know and i watched i didn't discover jay from the ship life until halfway through the quarantine when he was coming out with pretty uh pretty regular content every couple of days or so so i didn't know who he was or what he did i, di I didn't know he was uh, on a cruise as a crew member on a on, a, on multiple ships as a cruise member if i'm not mistaken this was actually his first cruise as a non-crew member so i guess that would be part of his in where he just kind of didn't matter who he came he was, he's he's uh nobody knows the ship better than a than a than a former crew member so he gets on the ship and he's just making friends left and right. I'm just used to this guy throughout the pandemic giving me the horrific news and through no fault of his own. Same thing with Tony, Don, everybody out there. You know, they're going on cruises and, you know, they just look sad and look concerned and looked, you know, I don't want to say depressed, being positive whenever we can. But ultimately, you know, we all got into this game because we absolutely have a passion for cruising. And honestly, it's sidelined. We're on the sidelines. Now, all of a sudden, these people can get on cruise ships. And Jay, who, you know, reads the news, he's got a lot of personality, but he basically usually sits there, reads the news, and gives you the updates in a kind of like a monotone, some light opinion stuff too, but mostly kind of like just reading it newscast style. And now I see this guy, he's on a cruise ship, breakdancing, making friends, uh, running the nightclub, having a good time. He did it. I really enjoyed his vlogs. Nothing crazy, tricky. It wasn't like a... He didn't have the editing style of a uh, of of a of a of a John Klaykowski. You know what I mean? John will hit you with the crazy shots, the edits, the helicopter shot with the drone shots, this and that. You know, uh, the 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 cinematography of Jay was pretty straightforward, but the content was great because he was just you know showing all the people who met him. He, uh, he clearly he got recognized, and obviously there was some of the, one of the cruises or the cruise he was on was. Um, Heavy, heavy blogger, heavy uh, creator, uh, influencer, what have you, cruise. There was a lot of people on there, so he was running into and bumping into them a lot. So it was, it, it, it continues to be really cool watching all the content creation that's coming from everything that's going on at sea right now. Now, while this whole Delta thing and whatever else we're talking about might, you know, I guess we have to see what the setbacks end up being. Uh, this is uncharted waters okay first corny awful cruise pun of the show uh there will be more likely 
but nobody knows how to navigate their isn't navigate nobody knows how to really how to navigate their way through this stuff and whether it's the cdc whether it's the cruise line uh company executives whether it's us as the general public whether it's the local or uh or or, or federal municipalities it's all a first for everybody so we have to kind of just take that wait and see approach i am so happy that cruising is back now will it stay back that's what i'm hoping you know what i mean i have so much up in the air right now as you guys know as i've said before i have this job that is a very very good job and you know the the professional situation you know when i took the when i moved from florida to move to new york to take on this restaurant job this was clearly just filling a hole for me it was filling a hole because a lot of us excuse me a lot of us were affected by this and I was no different and I wasn't working and I wanted to be working and it was a situation where I was like okay am I ever going to get one of these jobs again uh, you know it, it is a little bit of a it's an inconsistent game you know operating bars and restaurants and things like that you know you you, you wonder did you spend your last hours managing a bar do you have to do something else is this going to be this opportunity came my way with this opportunity i would have to relocate and that's exactly what i did but even when i took it even when i did accept the terms of the offer i was like clearly like this is going to be something that's temporary this is a nice little pop for right now it'll keep me busy it'll give me an income coming in i've never been much of a guy who um you know enjoys to be on unemployment not that there's anything wrong with that if that's where you need to be 100 percent. i just you know if i'm able to work i want to work even if it does mean moving back to uh, long island <laughs> i did it so that's what it was and i was always like you know this will do for a year and obviously i'll come back cruising will be back and i'll come back to florida and we'll resume the whole cruise content thing you know i won't necessarily go away but I obviously won't be as consistent as I was because of the, um, I guess, what would you say, the workload that I took on. But I got even more of a workload, kind of turned it down because I was like, listen, I want to keep, I want to simplify. I don't want to take on more work. I want to be in a position where I can come back and create content and be back in the mix of cruising just in time, or at least I thought, for when the industry would be back in full swing. Now, like I said, what happened was they, they were, there was an offer and there were terms that were laid out that were different from the terms that I agreed upon when I had got there. Dare I say much better for me. Uh, let's call it from an economical standpoint. Um, you might want to say I'd be irresponsible to turn it down. You know what I mean? So that's where I am now. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're playing that week by week, day by day. And for right now, we are in a, 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 a hiatus without a hiatus mode, I would probably say. So I am excited. You know what I mean? What would you say? Our time together. Uh, well, Jay-Z has a line. Our time together is our time together. But our time apart is our time apart. So love always be booked with your mind and not with your heart, which is it makes absolutely no sense in this regard because this show is ideally all heart and everything you guys like about this show comes from the heart i'm 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 hoping i'm hoping is the case what i want to do is and again not necessarily and this is and this is why maybe uh to to a certain degree why i do go away because i have always brought cruise news 
to you guys. But the cruise news is never where I wanted to. It was never the area where I wanted to necessarily exist. You know what I mean? I like to react to the cruise news, my half-educated version of the story that I got. You know what I mean? I'll read the article or at least three quarters of it. But am I going to start running around researching? Listen, you got Doug Parker for that. You know what I mean? Doug is going to give you the juice, what you need to know. I prefer to listen to all this, these these shows and basically spit back out my opinion, albeit sometimes controversial, sometimes not. Maybe there's a humorous uh, little, I guess, uh, point of view. Maybe there's not. But that's where I like to come from. But one thing I also like to do is just really, and you guys will know this, celebrate cruising. I like to celebrate it. I like to think about it. You know what I mean? I like to talk about like what what what's going to go on. Like, you know, when you get that cruise booked, Okay, what are the new treats we have? What are the new toys we have? Is the new toy a new ship? Is it a port you haven't been to? Is the ship that you're on one you've been on, but you, but you, but you, but but it's been refurbished? Is been there? It has been has something new been added? Is there an entertainer on that ship that you can't wait to see again? Is all of that stuff the same and 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 basically is what it is? But you're going to two or three new ports. Is that what it is? We don't know. So all the research. All the excursions, all the stuff that you could do around booking your cruise and all the, I guess, um, all, all the variables that get you excited about going on your cruise is, is, the, is the space where I like to exist. And you'll see a lot of that from like whether it's the port profiles or whether it's this. And, you know, I don't have anything planned for this show. And, and as I sit here and think and, and kind of flush out what we should talk about right now, I don't know. I just want to. And again, Leave those guys and leave the leave the breaking cruise news to all the other guys. I want to celebrate. And the the other thing is the protocols. You know what I mean, guys? I there's no possible way that I would be able to literally break down the daily changing protocols. They're giving colors to ships now. The CDC's su- uh, getting sued. Then they're not getting sued. Florida wants cruising to start, but. The governor is pissed off, and he's in a war with Norwegian, and now you have to get, uh, okay, so, you know, you can get a test at the port. That's fine. Nope, that's not fine anymore. You got to get your test three days before, and you got to bring your test. It changes all the time, I think, and I do think there are just people out there who are better better equipped to bring that to you. I want to talk about cruising and being on a cruise ship. I still can't wait. You guys may or may not know I do have a cruise booked, and it is a milestone historic cruise for me if it goes. Now, I don't know if this thing's going to go. It might go. It might not go. October 30th on the uh, Celebrity Edge, and you know I couldn't be more excited about going on that ship, experiencing all that ship that kind of state-of-the-art now i know it's not the apex the apex is the newer version of the edge but come on the edge is up there with one of the more uh newest and most technically a lot uh, technologically advanced ships out there so i am going to uh enjoy my time on it by the way guys i have a patreon for five dollars a month you can get anywhere from an extra show to five to ten shows a month we don't know there's definitely going to be one if you like what you hear here, you want to support the show, I will say this also, guys. Don't underestimate the value of joining the Patreon and then going back and listening to, listening to some, like, I mean, when I tell you some just who knows what you're going to hear. 
You know what I mean? I couldn't even tell you what you hear. We'll tell you about the time I got, you know, sued by 50 people. We talk about like deep dark stuff. We talked about, you know, sometimes we've 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 been drunk, sometimes we're not drunk. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com/alwaysbebooked. I don't know how many hundreds of episodes there are. I don't know if there's a hundred. There's probably right around a hundred. But even if you just got in the game now, and I'm not putting out shows every day. If you're just getting in the game now, and you go back and listen to some of that stuff, and you like what you hear now, yeah, you might you might be entertained. But that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash always be booked. And what I want to talk about now. As I'm sitting here thinking and trying to flush out an idea for this show, you might want to call this a freestyle. You know what I mean? Maybe it is sort of what the Patreon is a little bit. Uh, We don't have emails. I'll say that. So uh, I would love to get some emails. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you want to talk about anything cruising, questions, comments, uh, corrections, anything that you want to talk about, you do it there. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And we do have the Facebook group. It is a group on Facebook, and it is called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. There is where we kind of do a little bit of our, I guess, our sense of community. We get together. We help each other out. We break each other's chops. We go live sometimes. Uh, you know, we, we it's, you know, it's, that's what that is. But I was thinking the other day, like, of, of of our cruising career or my cruising career, what are some of, you know, here's where I love cruising, okay? And I was thinking about it the other day, and I think about it a lot. I just really, I don't know about ever going on a vacation again where you just stay in the same spot. I don't know if I can commit to eight days or seven days or nine days and a couple of thousand dollars and just say, okay, here's where I'm going. I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to wake up, I'm going to look out the window, it's going to be the same view every day. One of the best moments I had on a cruise was being on the aft portion of the Norwegian, uh, what was it? one of the, um, uh, it was the, uh, shoot, so you start, you start to forget, this is, this is called being out of uh, cruise shape, you know what I mean? It was, it's a it's a breakaway plus class ship, not the getaway, not the breakaway, not the stay away, not the go away. Uh, you know, one of the newer ones. Anyway, well, I'm gonna yeah. This is what if you're new to the show, you'll hear me yell out the name of the ship in about 45 seconds or maybe even 10 minutes. Whenever it comes to my mind, I'm just gonna scream it out, and that's just what's what it's gonna be. But uh, on the back of the ship, they have uh, you know the Spice H2O. And they turned it into basically an outside nightclub. And they were doing this 80s night or, or it might have been the 80s night or it might have been techno dance night. Whatever it was. They always threw fun parties on the back of that ship at the end of the night. And we were rocking and rolling. It was on the dance floor. We had that right buzz going. We had the right crew of people. And the best, the, 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 per, the thing that makes that stuff the most is the DJ and the MC. And the assistant cruise director, his name was Dave was on the back of that ship, and he had this party rocking. And when I tell you, he wasn't just, let's go, put your hands in the air, put your drinks up, here we go, one, two, now, the electric slide, let's start it. No. He was taking chances. He was getting risky with the microphone. He was saying some outlandish stuff that was fun. He was just kind of keeping it fresh. But at one point, uh, 
Don't Stop Believing came on. And yes, I know. How are we? Is, is there any of us that's not sick of Don't Stop Believing? But then when you put it in that concept, concept, context, sorry, that environment, he he climbs up on some tall kind of like platform thing. He's standing over the crowd. All of a sudden, Don't Stop Believing drops. And we're on a cruise ship. Now, mind you, we're doing this. That's what appeals to me is that all while all this is going on, we're moving at 25 knots. We're moving. We're, we're not just sitting around. We're moving through the Atlantic Ocean, okay? Where we are at this particular time is the closest kind of feel or the closest, most unexplored area this side of space. You're at a cruise ship. Look in every direction. There's nothing. There's nothing. But right in your immediate vicinity is a couple of thousand ragers like yourself, some some adventure seekers like yourself that are out here on this cruise ship with each other. But then he drops Don't Stop Believing, that beginning part. Just a small town, boy. And then when that's when that stop when that part goes, when you're supposed to sing back and forth or whatever, then it gets into the actual song. He turns up his microphone and goes, "Next stop, Cozumel, Mexico." So you're sitting there in the middle of the ocean with two, three thousand like-minded people, and then in your immediate zone is seven or eight of your really good friends or whoever else you met on the ship, and then. You're, you're thinking you can't have a better time. You're thinking, I'm having the time of my life right now. I got everything I need right here. And then you got this nut job with a microphone reminding you that when you wake up, you're going to be in Cosmo Mexico. You didn't think it could, could get better? And it does. You're going to Cosmo Mexico tomorrow. And uh, for me, that constant continuous anticipation for what's next is i don't know if it's the main reason but it's as much of a reason as any as to why i cruise and 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 in talking about that i guess the topic that i would talk about today maybe as we sit here and uh, figure it out is i love a good trip within a trip you know what i mean you're on a cruise ship right you love it. That's the first end of your destination. But it's not just that. You're going to a tropical island paradise. Sometimes it's not an island, okay? Sometimes it's whatever. Now you get to this place, and now you're having a good time. A lot of times you just get back on the ship, and you get ready for that next tropical paradise. But sometimes it's not that. Sometimes you're going to do another trip within a trip. And I didn't write anything down. I don't have a list. I got nothing. But as we sit here, about halfway through summer, I am going to try to rattle off some of my favorite trips within a now I know I have some in my mind. I know already. Obviously, it's not this is something I've thought about and given credence to. And there's one particular that escapes me that I haven't done. And we'll talk about that one at the end that I have to do. I know I eventually have to do it. But let's just get into, I guess, what are some of my favorite trips within a trips while taking a cruise. Uh, so let's let's start with, I guess, the first one that comes to my mind is a trip from, if you're, if you're sailing Eastern Caribbean and you're going to Tortola. If you're going to go to Tortola, there's an option. It's a little expensive and it's a little early. You are able to go to the baths. 
and the baths are so if you're going to tortola that's one island uh the baths are on an island called virgin gorda okay now i don't know if you could do this now if you go to saint thomas i know it's easy to get from saint thomas to tortola i don't know if it's quite that easy to get from saint thomas to the virgin gorda but anyway, the baths, they have, you know, if you this is the type of stuff. I always like to look for things that you only really see in magazines or on screensavers or on postcards or just on those travel, travel channel documentaries. Uh, what, what, those are the things that I love. And you always see those kind of rock formations that almost look like they were like, it's almost like tropical Stonehenge. You know what I mean? You can walk through them. You can walk around them. It's like glorified jetties, but it's almost it's almost like a natural shelter has been created by these rock formations. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if somebody put them there that way. I don't know if it was just the natural course of Mother Nature taking hold. I don't know what it is, but some places, and the Virgin Gorda is not the only place that has them, but they're the only place that has them that I've actually been to. And uh, when I went, I had, this was 2015, we were on a cruise on the Norwegian Gem, and I really was excited to do it, but then we had done so much partying. Now, this was a, I think it was a 10-day cruise, and it was just a lot, you know what I mean? This was the last leg of a five-port trip, and... Honestly, the 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 young lady we were I was with that I was rooming with that I was you know sort of sort of dating at the time, you know, this was her this was her crown jewel. You know what I mean? She wanted to do this. I took a shot the night before, and we had done so much partying and kind of ran around and we lived such a such a full cruise. We had done so much, and I remember we're sitting at the piano bar. Shout out to Billy Pando, one of the best piano players I've ever seen. One of the best musicians i've ever seen on any cruise ship and we're having a very relaxing night and he was doing his version of norwegian you know the older ships they don't have a piano bar they have uh what's called bar city and there's like five or six bars and then there'll be the piano that happens right there so we're sitting there and we're enjoying him and he's playing i remember i'm forever yours faithfully and then the crowd went into they took it upon themselves to go into the and Billy Pando heard that he wasn't expecting it he didn't know it was coming he's playing his piano he hears that and just so cool just looks up from his keys and goes that's pretty hey guys that's pretty and we just we got a kick out of it it was like cool and and nice but it was also funny the way he did it, it was like that's pretty. I don't. I can't do it. I can't recreate it. I couldn't recreate the OOO. I couldn't recreate faithfully. I couldn't recreate. Don't stop believing. Don't ask me to sing. It's not what we're here for. We're here for the cruise memories. So I. Uh, so I, I. I took. I, I. I took that opportunity to maybe give a little bit of a nudge, and I was like, "Hey, we we had a good time this cruise, huh?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, so much fun!" And I'm like, "So uh, tomorrow." Uh, and yeah, she read the look in my eye and she goes, don't even try it. Don't even try it. And I was like, okay, say no more. So that was my little attempt at hopefully being able to ditch that excursion because we just have been going so hard the whole time. And you had to rally together at 7 a.m. Guys, on a cruise ship, I like to get up early a lot of times, 9, 10 o'clock. 
I know a lot of you right now, that's not early. But what I am saying is that 7 a.m., especially for a fella that likes to enjoy the amount of Grey Goose and soda that I like to in the night, uh, that's a little bit of a to challenge 7 a.m. But, hey, listen, we had a good time. I didn't want it to be – I wanted her to enjoy her trip too. And we did a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. This was the thing that she wanted to do. So you know what? Let's do it. We're going to do it. And um, all I could say is I'll say this too. The uh, One thing I do like on a cruise too is to, you know, do act, active stuff. You know, I like to – I like to stay active and do some stuff where you can get a good sweat in. It just makes you feel better. It gets the blood going. It elevates the level of the vacation. So we had to take, we had to be at 7 a.m. We had to take this. So instead of tendering to the island because there's no there's no dock there, we went right to a tender ship that would take us to the Virgin Gorda, which was probably at least, if I remember correctly, an hour and a half ride from where the ship docked, anchored, I should say. And um, when we got there, yeah, I was tired. Yeah, it was rough. But then we had to trudge through. So the cool part is that there's a huge long hike to from you get to when you get to what is a state park. You have to walk through a lot of um, uh, a roughage and shrubbery and stuff like that. And there's a path. It's a it's a comfortable path, but it's a it's a decent walk. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of an adventure hike. So you take that, and then it opens up onto the beach, which shows you. The baths, and then you can kind of climb into the baths, and uh, in some cases, it's kind of adventurous because you know there's two pillars that are together, but it's on an angle, and to get through, you have to get on, you have to crawl under it. But then you know what? You're elbow deep in water, seawater, but you you can get through it. I'm thinking of this one area in particular where, especially depending on the tide, like, you know, you can't stand and walk through it. You have to crouch down and get on your knees, but you if you can't go too far because you're in water. So there's like maybe like a two and a half foot window for your head to go through. And it's kind of like, you know, you're surrounded on the top with rock. You're surrounded on the bottom with water. And yeah, you feel like a little adventurous uh, exploring through that. So uh, that beach the rocks, the formations. Afterward, uh, we walked over to where the gift shop was, and there was a restaurant that had a very nice deck, and it overlooked the whole entire thing. So it was a great day early in the morning, a beautiful boat ride over, then a nice little day at the beach for you to do whatever you want to, and then you go through the, the, the baths, you walk through them, you make your way through them, and then when it's all said and done, you have to hike back. It's a, it's a, the hike back seemed a lot longer. I thought we missed our exit on the hike or whatever because it just seemed so much longer. But then we eventually made it back, and then you go to the gift shop, and then you spend a little time on that deck, and you enjoy a nice cocktail. I know I was going for the frozen cocktail because it was very, very hot at the time, but it was so worthwhile. Loved every minute of it. Now, I think I'm out of them. No, I think what else? another trip within a trip. Okay, let's talk Beatrix. Now, it's always complicated when you go to Cozumel. I think a lot of times, you know, people like to go to Cozumel and chill and relax. The main two things I think people do in Cozumel, one, it is a diving capital. People love to scuba, snorkel. It's a diving capital of the world. People absolutely love it. And I didn't. I haven't done it, but I, from the amount of 
times I've been told that it is one of the best places to go and dive and snorkel. I, I eventually got to try it, even though I've only snorkeled a few times. And then the other thing I think a lot of people love to do in Cozumel is go to Nachi Cocom or Mr. Sancho's, which are the all-inclusive resorts, kind of like have like an all-inclusive chill day. You don't hear a lot of them. You know what I mean? Just dedicated resorts you know a lot of times you do a resort for a day that's a that's attached to a hotel but for some reason the island of Cozumel has and there's probably more not Chicacom I know and Mr. Sancho so two of the bigger ones where they have the infinity pools the swim up bars you have the uh, restaurant you have the all day buffet or you can drink you have the beach I think water sports are an upgrade but they're just very very popular now if you're going to be a little more adventurous now people love the tombs, you know what I mean. The uh, the the tombs, whether it's Tulum, whether it's uh, 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 Chichen Itza, or it's Coba, which we went to, and I've talked about why I chose Coba. Uh, me and Be- me and Beatrix chose Coba when we did it. Uh, but people do that, but that is a trip. That's literally a trip within a trip. So a lot of people go to Mexico. They'll go to Cancun, or they'll go to Playa del Carmen, and they'll just you know, they're a lot closer to that type of thing. Now, there's an extra leg to the journey if you're going and sailing into Cozumel. So if you sail into Cozumel, uh, it's a long day. You just have to be prepared for a long day. And if you are prepared for a long day, you hydrate well and you're ready for it and you, you're, you're, you're ready to appreciate the adventure, it makes sense and it's worthwhile. So you do it. And Beatrix and myself absolutely were. So we were trying to decide. So here's the three things you have to know. And I have said this on this podcast before, so I'll be brief. There's three major ruins, tombs that you want to visit. Okay? So basically, from from a cruise, you have Chichen Itza, you have Koba, and you have Tulum. And the benefits and disadvantages to each one I'll give to you as well. Koba, to me, was a simple one to get to. And I don't know, you guys know, you've heard me talk about on the podcast, just having a passion for elevation, you can climb them. You can still climb the the the, the ruins at Koba. And I got that information from a woman named Pam, who used to work for me at Johnny Utah's, who is now a flight attendant. If you ever want to, like, you know, follow a, a, a good travel Instagram, follow your flight attendant friends. Because they will show you some stuff on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I noticed that she sh- she showed me that one. And this was like a couple of years ago, a couple of years prior, I should say. And she was showing us that, you know, she she was climbing this. I'm like, you can climb those? And she said, you can climb this one. It's Koba. And then, you know, I was very, very happy to see that that was available as an excursion. Now, they're not the most pristine. Okay, so if you want to see like the ultimate ruins, the ultimate tombs, whatever it is, the pyramids, you want to see the the most well looked after, the most well cared for, and the ones that will literally take you back. I don't know if it's comparable to you know when you go to Egypt or wherever, but if you go to the place where you just they, they refurbish them, they 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 maintain them, and it's like awe inspiring visually, you want Chichen Itza. That's what you want. Okay. Uh, but then, if you want your best combination of ruins and tombs to look at, but then you also want to have the advantage of being able to go back and forth to the beach, because there's a beach right there, that's Tulum. Okay? So break it down. You can climb them in Koba. You can have the beach if you go to Tulum. 
And if you go to Chichen Itza, that is the capital, the ultimate visual experience when you're talking about these ruins. And uh, that's the most popular one, I believe, is Chichen Itza. Disadvantage to Chichen Itza for this cruise, for, for doing it from a cruise, is that it is one hell of a trek. Okay, It is uh, far. You have that. What would it be? I don't know. It's like 45 minutes to an hour on the ferry. And then once you find your ferry, you gotta you gotta walk around and you'll see the signs. Once everybody's together, they'll walk you over to your bus. Now the bus is comfortable. AC, uh, you know, the, I think they gave us a bag. They gave us a bag and a bologna sandwich. I got locked up in jail one night for doing absolutely nothing. I was it's in that famous last words, I know, but we talked about that. If you ever want that, we'll talk about that on the Patreon. I'll give you those details or whatever. But uh it, was, it reminded me of that because they gave you uh, basically warm milk and a, and a bologna sandwich. sandwich, And that's basically what they gave you. That was the same thing on this tour. But it was really cool. They stopped at a gift shop. The tour guide was so, so, so knowledgeable. And once we got there, it was awesome. Oh, and a bucket list thing that I had seen on a lot of YouTube videos that I wanted to make sure I got a chance to do was get myself into a cenote. And... uh Sonote is basically, you know, this that that area of the world is famous for being very, I guess, porous. You might want to say it's a uh, a lot of limestone, and um, a lot of it was above ground. Now it's below ground, and there are a lot of caves and caverns. And a Sonote is where you can go down into the ground, and there's basically, since I said it's very porous land, you'll come to a clearing where there's, you know, an open underwater river or lake or whatever it is, and, uh, you know, I ended up down there, we ended up down there and, and swimming in the cenote, and it's just awkwardly, it's, 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 what would you say, it's not awkwardly, it's, um you know, cryptically cold down there, you know what I mean, so it's weird, so we, we did a cenote too, so that was... Uh, a full day. It was a long day, but between the trip over, the ferry ride I enjoyed just alone, but then being able to spend the time climbing up those ruins, and there are pictures on uh, Instagram. Always be booked. We have an Instagram too. You could check that out. By the way, if you want to follow my personal Instagram, TomCass19. On there, you'll see a bunch of the stuff that I do during the day. If you're curious, I don't know what the hell this guy does all day. He says how busy he is. He's at these bars or whatever. I post a lot of the food pictures, the uh, bars, the restaurants, the, the 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 conditions, the party, whatever it is, whatever it is, or some random stuff. My personal Instagram is t o m c a s one nine, and uh, that's where you can find uh, my personal Instagram. If you find yourself in a position to be so inclined. Uh, but that's it. So between the ride over, between the stopping at the gift shop, between the nice little swim underground at the cenote, but most especially being able to climb up those ruins and get a really, really cool view and just having that experience standing on top of that. You know, you see some people, they go up, they don't, they only go halfway up. You know, they have the rope there. It feels a little, I like to get a little danger in, you know, a little adventure, a little sense of adventure. And the Koba ruins as an excursion while sailing into Cozumel, Mexico, provided me with just that. So another option for a trip within a trip, cruise port style, I would have to say, now, a lot of you might come at me and say it's a little bit basic, but it make no mistake, it is a trip within a trip, and I definitely recommend it. So now, if you are, are uh, 
cruising out of the Northeast or wherever. And uh, very often, uh, weirdly enough, sometimes your stops might be in Florida. And one cruise port, it's an embarkation port, but it's also a port of call for many people in the Northeast, and that is Port Canaveral. It was actually kind of ironic. One time I was living in Orlando, and we were planning a cruise, and it was possible that I was going to take a cruise out of New York because my friends were going to cruise out of New York, and that's where it was leaving. So I was going to leave Florida to take a cruise to New York where the first stop would be Port Canaveral. And uh, you know that, that was the running joke on when we were planning that one. They were, my friends were saying, well, hey, what are you going to do, Tommy, for your uh, – for your uh, excursion, for our excursion in Orlando, are you going to do some laundry? You're going to get off the ship, go home, tidy up the house, get back on? No, but that never happened. So, you know, that would have been a little bit of a, a crazy run. But if you are on the Northeast or if you're coming uh, from Baltimore or Boston or any of those places, even Jacksonville, I don't know if Jacksonville stops in uh, in Orlando. I don't know, but wherever. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to do. If you get right off the ship, now you have the Kennedy Space Center, you have the uh, Cocoa Beach area, you have some restaurants, you could do a lot of, um, I guess, what do they call it, those, those uh, hovercrafts through the swamp. There's a lot of stuff you can do if you're getting off the ship. This, they have the Ron John Surf Shop in 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 Port Canaveral. The the Kennedy Space Center, what, there was something else besides the Space Center. That was fairly significant. There's some resorts over there you could spend some time at too. But one of the biggest, uh, I guess, features is that they try to sell you on is going to the Disney parks or any of the parks. Universal is great. So, like, it is an hour and 20 minutes or so away. So that's why I would say it qualifies as a trip within a trip because you are not spending time in Port Canaveral. If you're going to go do the one of these and you're going to go to one of the theme parks, you're absolutely going to have to get into a van or a bus and they're going to take you on an hour and a half journey and then you're at Universal Studios. So the options they usually have are Universal Studios, which is a great one because you can just go to Universal Studios. I did that when I did go back on a cruise. Now, I eventually ended up cruising back to Orlando, uh, Port Canaveral, whatever you want to call it, from New York, but I had been living in New York at the time. I just went and visited some friends. That's what I did. I was on a solo cruise. I took a excursion to Universal Studios, which is basically five minutes from where I was living when I was living down there. Actually, trivia, where all we, the actual birthplace of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast uh, was down there on the Blue Yeti microphone down in, uh, you know, down in Orlando, central Orlando. Orlando covers a lot. You have to realize about Orlando because you have uh, downtown Orlando, which is the city center, and there's a lot of fun to be had there. That's where the locals like to go to enjoy themselves. There's a lot of nightclubs there. There's bars, restaurants. Uh, It's a little bit of an up-and-coming, maybe you want to call it hipster-ish, Sort of. Eh, tying the word hipster to Orlando is tough. But if there is a place, an area in Orlando that is going towards the hipster type thing, it is downtown Orlando. And that is the most northern part. Now, if you get on I-4 and head a little south, a few miles south, you're eventually going to come up on what is the area that I was in, which is the I-Drive area. 
Okay, and the iDrive area, you'll have um, International Drive has a ton. Every restaurant and its competitor sits on iDrive. There's I forget what they call it. I think it's Icon Park now they call it, uh, but that's where my restaurant and bar was located. Uh, place we also operated called Sugar Factory. There's a tin roof. Uh, there is one of the top five highest ferris wheels in the world so you know that's that's the big attraction that's there since i left there also there's another attraction where you shoot yourself into the sky and i guess you do like uh you know those i don't even still don't even know what they're called it's uh not a tilt a whirl i guess but it's one of those things where you sit in the chair you're suspended they turn on the machine and all of a sudden it lifts you up and then swings you around and then centrifugally you're just spinning around off the cable now this thing does exactly that but before it just starts spinning you around it shoots you up about a half a mile into the sky first now that's an exaggeration but that's what we do here we exaggerate um, so anyway, that's the attraction. And there's around those two main attractions, there are tons of hotels, bars, restaurants, and loads of fun to be had. I would always say it's just so like pleasurable. It was one of the most pleasurable things driving to work in, when I was living there because I lived in uh, what would you call it the near the Mall of Millennia. The, I lived in a very residential area you know they were building these new luxury apartment complexes that you know the amenities you can get for 1200 a month would just blow your mind full gym gorgeous pool with cabanas uh free starbucks every day uh, never been lived in home valet trash it was just gorgeous i mean that that was just you know it's orlando it's not new york <laughs> it is what it is so you would uh you have that area, uh, and, and it was just nice. You just drive by go-karts, Ferris wheels, alligator, mini golf, everything around you. It was almost like a drive. It was like a cruise, like you're on a cruise ship, but you're on a street because it's just basically you have to drive five miles to try to find a Chase Bank because everything is just an entertainment component. Like everything was just built to entertain you, and that was the drive to work every day. And then you get to work in this giant Ferris wheel, and, and you know when you have that type of a culture in all those places, which you also have – are psychopath restaurant workers, employees of restaurants. So then, you know, a lot of them, you know, enjoy the occasional drug, you know, whether you want to call it a pill, whether you want to call it a, a weed or whatever it is, maybe some powder. They enjoy it. You know what I mean? People who work in restaurants and work late nights in restaurants, um, call it what it is. I'm not going to attach a percentage to it. A lot of them enjoy the substances. And, you know, I'm not necessarily a partaker in that type of thing, but I don't judge it. I don't knock it. And it was always around. And, you know, uh, hilarity always ensued. Let's just call it that. But that's like that part, the iDrive part of Orlando. But then you go down further where people do associate it with Orlando, but it's actually not Orlando. It's called Kissimmee. And that's where you're going to get your Disney zone, your 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 major theme parks, your Epcot Center, your, um, you know, all, all that stuff. Uh, by the way, also SeaWorld is sort of near iDrive as well. Uh, but either way. So that's basically the three broken down areas of Orlando, and you can do that. And honestly, it's a load of fun. I would recommend every single one. If you're a family and you got kids, you know, and you don't want to spend the whole, you know, I know families and my friends have families and they go to Disney and, you know, oh, the kids had a great time. Yeah, you know, came back, just blew $17,000. I mean, you know, you get a great deal on a cruise and then maybe your splurge day. 
You do a full day at Disney. Now your kids can come home. All the other kids are talking about my day in Disney. Maybe you're on a budget. You know, maybe you can't afford a seventeen thousand dollar day at Disney. But you know what? All the kids. It's fourth grade. It's recess. Yeah, my favorite was Space Mountain, and I got on this ride. And you know what? Your kid. Maybe they didn't get the full eight day experience, but your kid can weigh in now. Your kid can sit at the lunch table and speak on what it's like to go up on Space Mountain. You know what I mean? All for the cost and you don't have to sit around and like when we did it my dad you know tried to uh, give us that uh, experience but he wasn't going to do it without being on a budget and i don't blame him but he got roped into one of those uh timeshare talks so you know we got about hour and a half at the park but we did have to spend five five hours sitting with a man in a suit in a in a in a in a, in a hotel ballroom trying to convince us to buy timeshare and my he almost had my dad he almost had him he almost had him. That whole structure is some of the that's some of the most well-oiled machine business-wise. Some of the tightest operation is how they get you in there to get you going on trying to maybe purchase a timeshare. It is that is uh, a well-oiled machine on how they do that. So it is what it is. Uh, but I will say, you know, even if you don't want to go to the theme park, sometimes the ride over is worth it. They have downtown Disney. It's called something else now. I forgot Disney uh, something, something. It's like the equivalent of, um, you know, if you go to Universal, Universal has City Walk. And even if you just go to Universal and don't even get a ticket for the theme park, you can spend a nice day at Universal City Walk. There's a beautiful, you know, lake that they have there multiple restaurants there's entertainment on the street it's just a very very fun and nice place to be it's amazing the amount of money that they spend on it i me i think it's a little too much when you're talking about harry potter world i mean it just throws me off a little bit i get it i get it a lot of people like that but you know i've said it before you go walk around harry potter world and it's you know grown men 38-year-old men wearing robes. They're by themselves, and they're trying to unlock little secrets with their little wand that they just got at the gift store, and they're just into it, you know? Who am I to judge, though? But everybody knows Disney. Everybody knows Epcot. I mean, Epcot, I will say, can I just talk about Epcot for a minute, you know, not to be a hater or a complainer? If you got money to throw away, yeah, go to Epcot, no problem. But it's just so expensive, you know? I know people love the food. and That was the big thing in Orlando. People talked about food and wine passes. If you had a food and wine ticket, you know what I mean? Like uh, that festival, they have music, they have food, they have wine. You know, the whole Ep- Epcot thing is like you experience everything and, you know, you walk around, you do a lap around this giant lake and every, you know, a few dozen feet or a couple of hundred feet or whatever it is, you'll be in a different country per se. And all the culture. I mean, now that we think about it in woke culture, do they? Do we have to cancel Epcot? We might have to cancel Epcot. Epcot Center might be the very definition of cultural appropriation. I don't want to start any movements on this show, but I will say that Epcot, get get your act together. Shame on you. But everywhere you go in Epcot, you are you know hitting the face with some really cool kind of like new restaurant that's uh they have mexico they have china they have india they have everything and it's basically by the time you made your way a couple of miles around the whole lake you will have visited every country and that's the big thing that you know once you get into uh 
young adult phase, that's the big thing to do is you drink around the world. You have a drink or a shot at every place around the world. Obviously, you're going to eat. You can't eat around the world. I mean, that's, you know, you'd be in a wheelchair to get out of there. But at the same time, it is a very, very fun attraction. My knock is that it's just, you know, it's like, what is it? A hundred bucks, 120. If you don't have any discounts, it's like 120 bucks to get in the park. Am I, I may be overshooting it. Let's just say minimum 75 you know what I mean? If you don't have any discounts or whatever. Uh, yes, if you do have a pass, if you're a local resident, there are ways around it. But, uh, you know, let's just round it off and say around 100 bucks to get in. Per person, you got to pay 100 bucks to get in. And that's just the cover charge, basically. And then you know what? You got to decide where you want to eat. And these restaurants are no joke. You got to sit there and they will bang you out. Full price for these meals. Full prices for these drinks. You're not getting out of there and you want some souvenirs. You're not getting out of there spending another 200 without spending another 200 bucks. Especially if you are going to drink around the world. A couple of t-shirts, a couple of statues, souvenirs, whatever. Yeah, you could spend, it could be a $500 day for you at Epcot. What'd you do? See a bunch of crystal meth heads run around and pretend they're Chinese? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's what you want to do. I it's it's a, it's a cool experience. It's a cool experience, and there's nothing wrong with it if that's what you want to do. If you have the uh, expendable income, do it. But in general, that would be the third of the trips within a trips that I would recommend on a cruise. And I guess that last one was multifaceted because you do have some choices. You have Disney, you have the Epcot, you have Universal City Walk, uh, and and there are your options there. But I recommend all of them. Like I said, the two that I want to do, and I said one, which kind of like is like a little bit of a, you know, uh, uh, under the radar one, which is the Blue Lagoon for Nassau. You know what I mean? Perfect beach day, getaway. You could do your water sports there from what I understand. I have not done it. I have not been there, but you hear a lot about it. And it does tempt me every time I end up in Nassau. I think about maybe doing that excursion. But me not being the biggest beach guy and being kind of stranded on the island and, you know, with so much to do in Nassau. And I know Nassau takes a big hit. I say it till I'm freaking dead. Nassau does not suck. You get your meat hooks into Nassau a little bit. You can have yourself a good time. You know, yes, I am a New York guy, so I am attracted to a little bit of the urbanness of it and the city. And it doesn't turn me off as much that, you know, maybe a piece of paper might fly by me or maybe somebody's going to try to sell me something. Yeah, I don't know if it's dangerous. I never ran around downtown Nassau at night. I haven't done that. But it seems relatively safe to me. There's a lot of tourists. Stay in big groups. Stay where there's a lot of people. Keep your eye on your surroundings. Head on a swivel. You could have a great time in Nassau. You got forts in Nassau. You got fish fries in Nassau. You got Atlantis in Nassau. You have multiple beautiful beaches. Junkanoe Beach, I know it's basic, but it's nice. You have a lot of just walk-up tours. You have the Pirates, uh, the Pirate Museum in Nassau. The Junkanoe Museum in Nassau. Some great conch fritters. Delicious ceviche. You have a senior frogs there. There's a lot you could do in Nassau. So that's why I haven't jumped into the Blue Lagoon thing yet. I'm not doing the swimming with the pigs. I did not come 1,200 miles and pay $2,000 to have some freaking swimming rodent shit on me while I'm swimming around with them. I don't need that. You might need that in your life. I don't need that. Okay? Um, And then the final one that I haven't done that is the ultimate one that everybody tells me you got to do. I just have my rhythm my thing that i want to do in st thomas i already know and it's been i will say two people 
recently have opened my eyes even more to to, to, to doing this, and it is the St. John, Day in St. John Ferry from St. Thomas to St. John. So you get off the ship in St. John, you get a, a cab over to um, Red Hook, and you end up taking a ferry to St. John, which I hear is an absolute can't miss. I heard you got to do it. I don't know. Nicole, you know, we sail with Nicole a lot. She's a pirate and a pier runner. Uh, we had a good time on that cruise, and, you know, she stays a good friend. We, we continuously, you know, talk, you know, most days. And uh, she recently went to St. Thomas, and she was lukewarm about St. Thomas. She liked it. She said, I'm having a good time. But she stayed there for, like, maybe five days, uh, for six days. And on day three, she went over to St. John, and she said that was a game changer. Now, if you watch the ship show and you saw uh, John Klaikowski's videos, the whole family, everybody loves St. John. You know, people love St. John. I am just terrified to get away from my rhythm in St. Thomas, what I love to do, my mountaintop bar crawl. I love it. Uh, but every single passing day, every time I, uh, every, if every trip to St. Thomas gets me closer to that one eventual time when I'm going to have to make my way over to the day in St. John. I want to thank you guys. Please, I can't ask you enough. Trips within a trip, please let me know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We do have the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash alwaysbebooked. We have Instagram. By the way, check out Instagram. Uh, guess what? Always be booked. Also, we didn't mention this today. YouTube. Please, I need YouTube subscribers. I'm giving you guys a lot of homework, and I feel bad for that, but still, yet here we are. Uh, always be booked on YouTube. There's a lot of fun stuff. If you have not been there, if you've been there, yes, you've ran through maybe the 16, 18 videos that we put up. There's a tour of Cuba on there. There's multiple ship tours. There's a lot of stuff on the Always Be Booked YouTube channel. And, of course, the Facebook group where we interact. Request to join. We'll let you right in. Velvet ropes will part. You'll be all set up. Sit down. Get comfortable. Have a badass coffee. And start the banter in the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, Cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries. You could drive them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Jimmy. Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall 
from my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from